This is the Beyond the Dizojo podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Jeremiah. You don't have to be embarrassed of me, dear. We all have our quirks, okay? No, I'm embarrassed. Okay. Well. I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> well, let me tell you what embarrasses me whenever Ooh. my husband hits small children. I didn't hit nobody. <laughs> what are you talking about? A few weeks ago, in a six to eight-year-old's class... What we normally do is, like, I do the four- and five-year-old's class, and I do, like, a little circuit thing with them because we'll, like, do some karate, and then they'll do a circuit, and then we'll do some karate, do a circuit back and forth to keep them engaged. So we keep the circuit up and running so that when Jeremiah starts a six- to eight-year-old's class, they can go through the circuit also. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, running around the circuit, and one of the little boys is coming by, and Jeremiah reaches his hand back to give him a high-five, and he palms this kid in the face. Like, oh, he almost, man. he just stuck his hand out, almost clotheslined the kid. He almost fell over. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But Jeremiah had no, no clue that it happened. Really? Yeah. You were like, I did what? Oh. I was like, that was his face, not his hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting to share that mm. ever since it happened. I wrote, I've made a mental note, like, <laughs> going on the podcast. Mm. You're welcome. We should make a new rule that when you share something funny, it has to be with you, about yourself. About that. myself? Yeah. But I was yeah, observing. Yeah. I was there. No. Anyway, it yes. was really great. I mean, I probably would have done the same thing, to be fair. But Jeremiah was just, like, watching the other kid and just reach back and just like, oh, here, give me a high five. And instead, right when he reached out, the kid's face was right behind <laughs> <laughs> So he ran into gi- Jeremiah's giant bear palm. <laughs> it is what it is. Yes. Um, so... I had this conversation, had a this totally different subject, um, had a conversation re- uh, recently with a client, and um, uh, it's a female, and um, she, uh, I, I do her strength and conditioning uh, programming, so she, I do all, write all of her programming, she does that as her, you know, supplement to her karate training, um, she tries to do a little bit of competition here and there, but um, she went, to, uh, oh, just as far as some background. She's one of the strongest people I've ever worked with. Like, doesn't lift a lot of heavy weight necessarily because we want to make sure that we're, um, you know, able to move easily for karate and not putting ourselves at risk for injury and stuff like that. But, like, super strong body weight stuff. Like, can do pistol squats like it's nobody's business. Like, I'm trying to film myself explaining how to do these pistol squat variations and I'm, like, killing myself to film these videos because this person is so strong. So, anyway. um, So, uh, this client of mine told me... There's a motorcycle going by this client told me that she went to a little went to an event and was given some feedback from a female instructor that her karate did not look very strong and that she should incorporate more strength training and yet that's what she does um, and she's also says that she's small so um we kind of get engaged in a conversation around that and so jeremiah and i are going to kind of i think expand on that a little bit more so the response that I gave was um, there are a couple things to consider when it comes to like the, the appearance of strength in your karate the first thing is is like I think whenever I think at a baseline level when we think about strength we're talking about kime is that what you think of you don't think of kime I mean, because that's, that's the strong point of each movement is the, the kime point or that point of like sort of Yes. Maximize tension in order to transmit force. That being said, I still don't think it has a You don't think of Kimei? Well, what, which point do you think of? I think of speed. Okay, so you think like when how, it comes to strength. Like when it, how fast they're moving. And you think that's stronger? That, 
just that's my indicator a lot yeah. of times yeah um speed kills yeah so well i mean speed is <clears throat> is part of the the transmission of power so right. I mean, yeah it would have to have some speed in order to be strong but right. yeah okay well i think of the key point and i think a lot of people like that's that was the feedback that i always got when i was younger is like needs more kimi so that was the um <clears throat> that was the get stronger correction is a more more kime whatever that means um but essentially that's the karate version of oh bless your heart no that's yeah. that's the karate version of like of your go-to pad answer like oh it's your hips oh we're in sunday school the oh, answer is jesus, jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you need more kime, need more kime. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the answer um but it's it's the point of impact essentially uh, usually in in kihon, it's like the ending of a movement, but it's where the muscles are in sync, contracting, not just for the sake of contracting, but for the sake of transmitting force into an object. Would you say that's accurate? Sure. So something like that. Um, so that's the first thing to consider is like, okay, so if if you're not coordinating properly and you're not having those momentary contractions, then obviously you're not going to look strong. Um, I, that though, doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily an indicator that someone needs more strength training. And I am saying this from the perspective of a strength conditioning coach, cause that's what I do. Um, get lifting weights doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have better chemo. So you can, so if you, if you are lifting weights, if you're, if you're adding resistance training into your training, um, the good thing is, is that it's actually teaching your muscles to contract uh, more efficiently. That's why there's so many benefits to strength training. And then also, if you are increasing the intensity of the load that you're using, then you actually more maximally can contract more muscle fibers. So it it increases the potential of producing more kime, but it doesn't inherently make your karate stronger. Hmm. hmm. So that comes down to muscular coordination. And so that was kind of the conversation that we engaged in was like, is if this could be a muscular coordination issue and she was agreeing that, you know, she might have some of that. Yeah. Um, so that's not to say that this person who was giving her this feedback was wrong. I just didn't necessarily agree that it, ha it was absolutely a strength training issue. Mm -hmm. I felt like there could have been another, um, a number of other issues. So if you say that you feel like speed is more of the strength, um, issue, then, um, what are some indicators that you think, like that you've seen in students where you're like, okay, yeah, they're definitely, they're not strong. So speed is what they need to work on. Like, how do you, how can you tell that? Or what is it that has made you kind of come to that conclusion? I don't really put a lot of thought into strength. Okay. I really don't. I, yeah. I, I, I put a lot of thought into coordination and speed. Okay. Um, strength, especially for men come naturally. Yeah. So why, why you emphasize it? Yeah, that's you know, true. From my own training, you know, emphasizing power as a male, a man, it, it just it just takes your technique and it doesn't improve it, it diminishes it. Right. So I don't try, I try not to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking about creation of power, it's usually impact training. Okay. That way they have immediate feedback. Like, right? so you're, say, you're saying you incorporate that or you're saying that you can see that they're not strong? Um, I use it. pad training or impact training to see where their strength is, mm -hmm. like how strong they actually are, mm -hmm. um, and then see where the breakdown is, what, right. what part of the technique is poor, yeah, causing the loss. You know, so just up. from observation or from like how the pad, how they actually hit the Well, pad. you can hear the sound, right? You can feel the impact, 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you're hitting a big bag, you should be able to see like a heavy bag fold in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like your foot, if you're doing it correctly with good impact, the the bag should be you know you should be able to imp- um, push your hand into the bag without it moving a little bit. There should yeah. be some. Um, yeah. Can't think of the word. I don't want to say the. There should be penetration into the pad. Into the pad, that's, right? That's the best way. Right. Um, but that's all like from a teaching standpoint and drills and stuff like that. When I watch someone, yeah, doing karate, right, the last thing that's on my mind is power. Well, Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't look and go, "Oh, that's not strong enough." Right. Uh, it, that doesn't cross my mind. Well, this is really interesting because last weekend. We went to a local fall festival, and normally, what we do at our at, for our, like our, our fun event is like we have um, lightsabers, which are half pool noodles, half pool noodles, but don't tell anyone because we they they look like real lightsabers. Anyway, mm-hmm. not really, but anyway, so we had the kids fight with the lightsabers. Well, we decided to not do that this year because um, it takes too much effort on our part. And I bought a like a force plate that you use to measure PSI for like boxing and stuff like that. Um, and it was a more expensive one, so hopefully it's like somewhat accurate. Um, but we mounted it to a volleyball pole, and as people came by, we let them hit the pad. Yeah. And it was really interesting to see how people naturally punch. Oh yeah, no, there yeah. was some wild stuff. We, how many people do you think hit that thing? Like 150? Yeah, easy, easy. Yeah. Easy, because no one got no one got second chances, and I was busy almost all day. Yeah. I mean, and there were there were thousands and thousands of people there, but only like a few people wanted to actually stop and hit yeah, the thing because yeah. <laughs> we could only convince so many people. But well, the kids loved it. The boys, you know, obviously teenage boys and stuff like yeah. that, younger men. I think the funny part was like a lot of dudes said no if they were with a girl. Yeah, because they don't want to like miss. That they, they didn't want to miss. miss they didn't want to look weak or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, I was. I just noticed. That. I was like, wow, that's a little insecure. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay, so we mounted it low. Um, it was primarily for, so that kids could use it, but it actually worked out really well because we had so many like teens and adults use it, um, that we think we may have, we think we may have saved some elbows and shoulders. (laughs) We may have saved their elbows and shoulders lives because it was so low. Like they had to somewhat keep the arm in and like protect the joint. They couldn't just do like a normal haymaker, just come over the top. Um, but man, like the way people made impact like so we've like some of our previous and current students hit it and like obviously a karate punch is very different from just some dude on the street just hitting something but like most of us we hit it like just had that momentary impact and just, and just relaxed back to back to you know our kamai yeah. position or whatever but like the guy that hit it the hardest mm-hmm. so he had 303 pounds psi and he was a he was a pretty stocky build. He was a little bit shorter than Jeremiah, and he's just some silly guy that was just like behind a big group of teenage boys who were all crowded around. It. And he was like, "I want to do it," and he comes over and he and I think he did have some martial arts training. He hit it pretty hard, but then he like he leaned into he it. He kept pushing yeah. into the pad. It's like how dead can you kill the person? <laughs> well. He- that's just a cheat, though. You don't do that. Yeah. You wouldn't do that in a real punch. You wouldn't sit there and hit someone and they keep on pushing into it. <laughs> that wouldn't well, work. It wouldn't. You're right. But sometimes we train that way. Yeah, yeah sure. But it's well, for what benefit, though? Not for any benefit. I'm saying that people train that way incorrectly. They will, they will like, hold yeah, okay, that key okay, okay. point way past the point of it, like, making any yeah. difference. So this is kind of the point that I'm getting at. It's like that muscular coordination thing again. Mm-hmm. Like, 
really, like, I, I think the way that I was taught Kime was that all muscles contract mm-hmm. all at once, and then mm-hmm. that's the Kime point. But uh, one thing that Steve Upple opened my eyes to is, like, there's only certain muscles that should be contracting in order to transmit force that direction or, you know, into right. the pad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can you know, only need to do it for so long. The moment of impact, that's it, pretty much, unless mm-hmm. you're trying to actually push the person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then that kind of, that changes the discussion a little bit. Cause it's like, if your view of strength is like brute strength where you're like pushing people around, I mean, now we're having a different conversation. Well, I don't think so. To push someone versus to punch them with sharp force. So oh, you're saying the, the, the perspective or the, or the view like, yeah, so like from the, the outside look, perspective, yeah, watching the person training. So as another example, we were at a seminar one that's time. That's pretty, pretty rudiment. That's a pretty basic view of power, though. Well, let me give this example. <laughs> okay. We were at a seminar once, and someone was giving a demonstration of different power generation types. And they did the normal type, where right. you like did Yakizuki, rotate your hips, nice and snappy. And Jeremiah was the uke and hit Jeremiah. And, you know, a little bit penetrative, penetrative, but, um, you know, it was a decent punch. And then the second type of punch did a slightly different variation, and it was a big push. And Jeremiah, like, went backwards because this person kept contact with him for so long that he, like, pushed him backwards. And everyone in the crowd was like, that was amazing! And I was just like, no, he pushed him, but okay. (laughs) So, So to me, that's, it's another, like, from the viewer's perspective is what are you looking for? Are you looking for that long period of time where you're like kind of manhandling someone or pushing them around? Or are you looking for that instantaneous yeah. uh, transmission of power? Yeah. Well then if we go back to that conversation with like with, with your client and, and mm-hmm. the instructor, mm-hmm. we are, I'm going to just say it. The instructor doesn't have a depth of knowledge. She might have a wealth of knowledge, but mm-hmm. her depth of knowledge isn't that great. Cause to watch someone and say, oh, you need to have more power. Mm-hmm. Well, she says strength, Strength, right? But yeah. Is, is a cop-out to having an instructor say, this is what I saw you did incorrectly. This is what you need to do. And yeah, pinpoint the that. technical issues right. or the physical imbalances. So this is... This you is see a, what I'm saying? Like, right. And, and, I, and I feel like strength is... Strength is a byproduct of other things yes. that you have incorporated. So strength is a, and, and really strength is not as accurate of a word as power. But I mean, if you look at the, you know, the physical definition, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a byproduct of other things of that, of that coordination. Um, but I, but I think sometimes like, it's not that the teacher is seeing the wrong thing. It's that they, like you said, they don't know how to explain how to fix it. And, you know, I went through this with my mentor for a long time. It's like he did have a decent eye. Like he knew that something like wasn't being performed correctly, but he actually did not have the depth of knowledge to be able to fix that. And we kept like, it's like throwing crap at a wall and trying to see what sticks. I mean, that's literally what we did for years and years and years because he just, he just didn't know. Um, you know, and that's, you know, maybe it's on him, maybe it's on me because I should have done more research, whatever. Um, but I think that happens a lot where people do have an eye for stuff, but they just, they don't know for some reason enough about what they're looking at. Like they can see that something's wrong, but they really can't like fix it. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you say eye for karate, in my mind, I have, it's like recognizing the issue. Right. Not only seeing it, but recognizing it and... Um, like being able to pinpoint what I- the issue is. Identifying it. Right. And, and then fixing it. Yeah. That's to me, is what an eye is. Yeah. The ability to see it, know what, and then the, the knowledge to fix it. Um, I don't know, man. I, well, this, I mean... Well, let's, I, talk I, about, I let's talk about this... Uh, Portray how to portray power in karate. Let's talk about that. Right. Let's 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 dive into the idea of why the teacher was so eager to say you need to be stronger. Right. Right. Well, okay. So let's let's. uh, You see what I'm saying, though. Well, I I mean, another thing to be fair, like I I am trying to look at this from all sides. I am we she this client and I are about the same build. Right. So I know that that is something that I struggle with at this point, and I that's a feedback that I get often is like. You look like you're just pushing your punches out. You don't actually look like you're doing anything dynamic and actually creating impact that's going to be damaging. And we did impact training the other day, and like obviously I'm out of shape, but <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was I was bad. like, oh man, this is not good. <laughs> so I like it's so that's definitely is something that I struggle with. Um, but um, the feedback that I've gotten is not like do more strength training it's it's it has to do with speed and coordination and that's that's generally what it is it's it's coordinating when to contract the proper muscles and then increasing the speed of one of the limbs or the hip rotation or whatever depending on you know what the technique is so i mean i do struggle with that yeah and take it from your own personal experience and the people that influence you you should realize that um, telling someone that they need a you're you know you're struggling with strength, mm-hmm. and then someone telling you, you need to be stronger, mm-hmm. that just like multiplies the issues in your head, and then mm. what yeah. you're going to do to your body because yeah. now you feel like okay, I know I'm weak, right, and everybody else knows I'm weak, right. so I have to do so much more, and it's just, just it's a vicious cycle of overworking out, mm-hmm. doing too much, then it limits your karate. So you got to change your body a little bit and get sure. work, you know, change your training, and it's just, just and, unnecessary. And in reality, in reality, if if let's say we're at a seminar and someone's yeah. when someone's teaching, and the instructor, the feedback that they give someone is, that's too weak, make it stronger. What is the, what are, what are they going to do? What's mm. the first thing they're going to do? Right there up. in class. Exactly. The first up. thing they're going to do is tighten up. They're going to start tensing through the shoulders. The shoulder. They're going to exactly. start doing the exact opposite of what Karateka are supposed to do. That is the first th- That's the first reaction they're going to have. And I would almost guarantee to say that the thought process is, I got to make my key pop. I got to be really... <laughs> in, <laughs> literally. The outside you, stuff, yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. I got to make sure they know it's powerful. Right. And and the whole time, you're, you're just killing yourself. Right. When, yeah. When you contract muscles while you're trying to move them. Right. Yeah, I, I think... Move uh, joints, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean... So you noticed... I didn't get to see the numbers as much because I was busy with papers and stuff like that. But at the festival, you noticed that... The se- it, we did allow a few people yeah. a second hit yeah, on yeah, the yeah. pad. And at Jeremiah noticed that in every case, the second hit of that pad was, was always weaker. weaker. Yep. So... Uh, in my mind, that's an indicator that they were like, oh, I, I, I gotta, I gotta beat what yeah. I did before. And like the want to yeah. got there. In my mind, and I, I basically said it to a lot of them, was like, oh, that first punch was pretty good, but your knuckles hurt now. And mm. so you're slowing down on impact. Oh, you, you think can, so? Oh, I could see it. Okay. Like some of them, you can see them go, ah, oh, 
Well, <laughs> that was like, what was so weird is like literally this yeah. pad was like 10 inches deep. Like it was a big pad. Yeah. It was not a little skinny thing. It's hard to hit the You back. think it was because they were hurting themselves? I honestly believe it. Because we're used to hitting things. Yeah. We're used to hitting things. That's the thing. We take a lot of things for granted. Like yeah. level of pain and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like in the hands. Like we take it for like whatever. It's yeah. used to it, right? Most people aren't used to that. Like that, that burn, that rub. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that pad rash you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On your knuckles. Right. That, that probably would bother a lot of people for multiple days. Like, we'd be like, ah, I got a cut. And then well, there were some, on, there were definitely some people who were like, oh, yeah, they were rubbing, they were their, rubbing wrist. their wrists and stuff. No, no shoulder With just, shrugging, with just but... one hit, one hit of the pad, and mm-hmm. they're rubbing their wrists. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's bad. Um, well, from experience, I know that if I hit something and I don't like how hard I hit it, if my want to gets in the way, I, I don't know who coined that, but if it gets in the way, um, then, the second one is always worse. Like it's never as good because I get I start tensing up and I'm like, oh, I have to be stronger, yeah. and I start yeah. getting yeah. really tight and trying to hit it I the think, second time. I think when we use that pad in class and get a little bit more, you know, data watching people do it, mm-hmm. we'll have a better idea. Mm-hmm. And it, and I think in karate class with karate guys, it'll be I want to hit it harder, so mm-hmm. I tighten up thinking that I'm gonna hit it harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. And like, so this is another idea that was introduced to us by Steve Lubel. He says, um, Jeremiah just kind of mentioned it earlier. The problem with the tensing thing is that if you co-contract the agonist and the antagonist of a movement, then you have, you have created an isometric contraction. So if you know anything about uh, muscle physiology, you have a, um, an agonist, which is the main movers of a, of a movement. So if I'm bending my elbow, then the agonist is the bicep. The antagonist is the opposing set of muscles, which is the tricep. That's why sometimes if people are tight on one side of the body, sometimes it's harder to move, you know, the opposite direction or whatever. So if, but if I tighten my biceps and my triceps at the same time, then I have an isometric contraction, which means that both sides are contracting, but there's actually no movement being created. And when people start tensing because they're like getting really overexcited, that is what they do is they're, they're tensing, you know, the, the chest. And also the shoulders and the upper back muscles, which are opposing to punching the chest and the pecs. That's what's actually driving the punch. But if you're tensing the upper back, that's actually opposing it. If you're punching and you're supposed to be using your triceps to drive the punch, which you're tightening through your biceps, that's opposing the extension of the elbow. And people don't realize that stuff. And Steve has this like unbelievably um, genius quote. He's the only person I ever heard say it, and now I think some people say it, but he said, if it feels strong, it probably isn't. Yeah. And ain't that the truth? Yeah. Uh, because people tend to overly contract and get all up in their feels, and they're like, oh man, this feels really, really awesome, because they feel it in their body, they feel it in their joints, they feel it in their muscles, because they're tensing those muscles, mm-hmm. and they're pulling on them as they're ex- trying to extend into position. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels strong, because you're like almost beat, you're almost like redirecting the force in well, on yourself. Like a reverb, like when you basically when you're hard, you feel it in your shoulder, you feel it in your body, you go, that's a lot of power. It's I'm almost creating. like creating your own impact within your own body. <laughs> like you're amazing. literally hitting yourself with your people. muscle fibers. <laughs> How do you how do you hit yourself? This is how I hit myself. Oh shit! I just punched him. Slice the mic. Hey! 
it's, it's no worse than the video. If any of you are, fr- if any of you, I don't even say that. Yous. If any of y'all are friends Yous. with me on Facebook, if you saw the, the the videos from that festival, we attached the um, we attached the pad with a screw that was too small, and I kept knocking the pad off of the volleyball pole like a freaking dork. So anyway, that was just a repeat of that, basically. Yeah. But anyway, we have we have skills. I, I actually really hurt. I just hit it with my pinky knuckle. Oh, jeez. Jesus. Good job. <laughs> See, we're obviously out of the out of the swing of doing the podcast and punching the mic. Yeah, you know the the thing that I don't like about when people say hey, you need to be stronger mm-hmm. is like that old school idea in kata, right? Like, yeah, Jones a strong kata, Epi's a weak kata. Well, and. And honestly, that it bothers me because each kata has its own flavor or, or feel to how power is generated, mm-hmm. right? And the technique di- dictates that, right? Yeah, he got this from me. And you walk, <laughs> and you walk on on air and do multiple jumps all at once, right? No, and my, you can breathe fire. My, right? my beef is my beef is that it's calling it like man's kata yeah, or woman's yeah, yeah, yeah. kata. Um, because like there, there are things about the kata that inherently make the kata strong. Like you don't have to add to it to make it stronger. I agree. Yeah. Thank you for finishing my thought. You're welcome. Yeah, you can, you can keep going now. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think that when you start adding those kinds of critiques to people, then that is what they do is they, they over tense, um, they over tense, well thought out technique that was added to that kata and turn it into something that it shouldn't be. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, and then and then then they also extrapolate that out into katas that are supposed to be light and airy and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and turn it into something that's overly tense. So. Yeah. yeah. So stop trying to be so strong. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I think there was something else I was gonna say. Maybe not. Hmm. I think we got the idea. I think so. Pretty much. All right, so what are you working on? Um, doing hand shield on full speed now. Okay. That's, How's it going? Uh, I thought I had, like, I was surprised by some of the corrections because I felt like I was doing them correctly. Mm-hmm. But I realized, like, halfway through a conversation that it was the speed, the coordination with speed is going to be different. Right? So you'd mm. slowly coordinate and go, oh, that's correct. Mm-hmm. You add speed to it and you're not thinking about it. Your body's not doing exactly that way because I haven't repped it out fast. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. That's new. Mm. Okay. Being able to stabilize myself in a, a full speed. Right. It's different. Yeah. What you working on? Um, well, I was working on the five punch one step I almost said five step one punch again five punch one step for a while and um the problem is I can't do any one of those punches correctly <laughs> so now I'm all the way back to just doing like reverse punch oops um and it's funny because this topic of of um strength like it's even an issue for me even in that movement which I think is probably one of the shorter distance karate movements that we do because you're stationary and you're just rotating your hips and you're just punching versus like a seven punch or a front kick or whatever i think it's like shorter distance you agree with that no 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 what, you think it's long distance no what do you think it is i 
technique doesn't isn't distance one way or the other. Well, I mean the starting point to the ending point of the movement. You're talking about the range? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a smaller range because right. it's just the two segments compared to step and punch. Right. Right. That's the what I mean. Segments. Yeah, the range. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, I yeah. agree. So, but maybe and maybe that's what makes it harder, but um it's turning into me just like floating the punch into place even though I keep trying to work on the coordination of it. Um, there is a speed factor, like Jeremiah mentioned, that's that's missing there. Um, so I'm working on reverse punch. And like, you know, a few years ago I worked on step and punch for a few years, and now I'm working on reverse punch for a few years. So if there's anybody under the rank of Shodan watching this, and you get mad at your teacher for making you do the same techniques over and over again, nothing changes when you get higher up. So yeah, you just make yourself do it. You just make yourself do it now for many... <laughs> Many repetitions for a very long time. Mm. So, there's that. Um, but yeah, working on reverse punch. So, awesome. one of these days I'll be okay, I'll be pretty good at punching. Mm. I'll be I'll be the best puncher. It will be so strong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tagging along with us. If you think that we're full crap, you can put it in the comments below. Or if Absolutely. you're listening to the audio, you can send us an email with That's, love absolutely. from you to us. You know. Deuces. If you like us or if you don't like us, as long as you're listening. Hey, also, majority of the way. also some, <laughs> some people got their panties up in a wad whenever we first started our podcast and gave us some crappy ratings. So if you could give us, like, only five-star reviews, <laughs> that would be super great. If you're listening to audio. We should get those old ratings. I can't, find, I can't access them because it's on, like, Apple or something like that, and, like, I can't see any of them. So I just know that it wasn't – I just know that it wasn't perfect, and it makes me mad. Mm. Okay. All right, so only thumbs is upses and five stars, and that is it. Yeah. Nothing negative. Yeah, please. I mean, Thank unless you. you just really hate us. Watch If you hate us, why did you watch this far? Okay, go get a life. Hey, right? whatever, man. Bye. Watch as far as you can. Okay, bye. Bye.